Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The finals are upon us. Tatum, Curry, Brown, Thompson, Smart, Wiggins, Horford, Poole, Celtics, Warriors. You can bet on all of the NBA Finals action with betonline.ag, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up using the link in the description to this episode. Bet Online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it's a podcast. Welcome in everybody. It is June 10th according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever you may be listening It's Friday, everybody. I've got a story that I wrote on Monday and was originally going to use on Wednesday. And then we had the Deshaun Watson New York Times story release. And so because we've been following this story consistently for the past 12 months and I've been clamoring for credible reporting, we spent Wednesday talking about that story. And now today we can use the story that I recorded on Tuesday that we can now was going to be on Wednesday and we can now use it on Friday for an event that happened last Saturday. So back on Monday, I started writing about this Tampa Bay Rays story. And sometimes I do this. I love journaling. I've got this journal here and I just started writing this uh, thoughts and ideas that I had as I was preparing to take an exam and like trying to pass time. I started writing about this story with the Tampa Bay Rays and five Rays players over the weekend declining to wear pride flags and the Rays pride burst or the rainbow burst, which is basically the Rays logo, but with rainbow colors. Uh, They declined to wear pride flags and pride um, Tampa Bay Rays logos on their uniforms And this seemed like a story that would be a news cycle story for a couple days and we could talk about LGBTQ rights while not actually talking about LGBTQ rights. And then maybe, just maybe, if we were feeling spicy, we would talk about how corporate justice statements, which I've kind of called it ever since the summer of George Floyd, how corporate justice statements become an indictment of a larger societal conversation instead of talking about real issues around LGBTQIA plus people. And as I started writing, I started writing more and more, and part of it might have been to try and pass the time through some stress on Monday, but altogether I concocted a long-form story about the Tampa Bay Rays players who decided to not wear their pride flag, or not wear the Tampa Bay Rays pride logo and take part in the Pride Month event, and then 
afterwards came up on the stage or came out in a press conference and one player spoke on behalf of the group and then another player went on the radio and I started doing all the research into that and processing thoughts around this and it concocted a long-form story that I wanted to talk about today as our one story of the day here on Wednesday which is kind of what Wednesday podcasts are going to start to become because we're working on longer form documentary stuff. I've had a bunch of ideas that I haven't had time to work on because I've been graduating college and running a comedy club and all kinds of shit going on in my life. And so once we have time, we're going to start making long form stories over the summer. I have a Kawhi Leonard podcast that I have a really great idea for, maybe a Chiefs one, a Texans story we were originally going to do, all kinds of stuff that I, we're going to start doing on Wednesday. So to kick off Wednesday, let's just do a long form similar to the oral histories that we've done, but we're just going to tackle one story here for the the bulk of today's podcast. No A block, no interview, no nothing like that. This was the place that I felt was great to, to talk about this because it's a long-form discussion and it would take up the bulk of a podcast. And I wanted to dedicate the show to that here today, even if it's like four days removed from the actual event that it happened. So when we talk about religion and faith and conservative culture and religious, I guess conservative Christian culture is the best way to phrase it. When we talk about that within the context of LGBTQIA plus people, the first place to begin is from the point that organized religion, and organized religion can include Christianity and Catholicism, Islam, Judaism, Protestantism, all the different sects of Christianity that have branched off across hundreds of years. Organized religion have has used a the notion of faith to deny the rights to LGBTQIA plus people for hundreds of years. This is the first place when we have this conversation. We need to acknowledge that the notion of faith has been used as a means of justification for denying freedoms, protections, and rights under the law to people who are LGBTQIA plus people. It's also been used for the justification of committing hate crimes against LGBTQIA plus people as well as killing LGBTQIA plus people during times like the Lavender Scare in the 1950s or going all the way back to England during the age of colonization where there was execution of gay people and they were literally illegal until six years ago to be gay, to to under the state, the state of the United States specifically would not acknowledge you as legitimate people under the state and would deny you rights and protections. Not that it's perfect now, it's just that the legalization of gay marriage was the first time that gay people were actually acknowledged under the state, and that was like less than a decade ago. I guess it's now technically seven years. 2015 was when that court ruling came down. Literally, the American state did not acknowledge these people as real until less than a decade ago. And so, the notion of faith and the teachings of Jesus are shields for a cultural taboo of men having sex with other men, women having sex with other women, and biological men being women, and biological women being men. That's ultimately when you can dumb all of this down, is that people get uncomfortable with the idea of two men having sex with each other. And we can dumb a lot of homophobia and LGBTQIA plus right denials and Christian conservative culture that enables this. You can dumb a lot of that down to people are uncomfortable with the idea of men having sex with other men, women having sex with other women. People are uncomfortable with people who are biologically men being women. 
This happens. Just because you're assigned man at birth doesn't mean that you aren't a woman, and just because you're assigned woman at birth doesn't mean that you are a man. And this notion makes a lot of people uncomfortable, and Christian conservative culture is used as a means to enable people denying the rights to LGBTQIA plus people. When people use faith as a justification for denying rights, it is born from a place of ignorance and a cultural taboo, not grounded in a fact or not grounded in, in political fact or grounded in economic fact or anything of those sorts. It is a cultural taboo and it is a place of ignorance about the understanding of people who are gay, transgender, bisexual, lesbian, asexual, all the way on down the list. So that's the first thing we have to acknowledge whenever we're talking about this, it, that the idea of using faith whether in, in any kind of organized religion, I mean most organized religions, some of them are okay with it, but specifically the big ones, Christianity, Catholicism, Islam, Judaism, Protestantism, all of, and these are just the ones that I know, like just from a base level, like down the line, the notion of faith and the teachings of Jesus and the words of God and holy books, those have loose interpretations that are created through the cultures that these religions create. And these cultures perpetuate the the notion that it's okay to deny the rights to LGBTQIA plus people. So let's start from that fundamental point, is that the idea that faith is a protection for not encouraging certain behavior, that because it's not a behavior and it's not a lifestyle, those notions are born from a place of ignorance. Let's acknowledge that on the front end, and it's part of conservative Christian culture that it is enabling people who feel uncomfortable with the idea of two men having sex with each other or men being women or women being men or women having sex with other women. That's the place that it starts off. I want to emphasize that three times on the front end as we go into talking about this story. Okay, so base level start to this story. Five Tampa Bay Rays players declined to wear the pride flags and the Tampa Bay Pride Burst logo, which was a rainbow version of the Tampa Bay Rays uh, logo on their uniforms, citing faith. And the the thing that I first thought about that once this became a national news story on Sunday, I guess it was late Saturday, but Sunday was when it kind of became a big national news story. When that happened, because the Pride Night was on Saturday, they answered for it after the game because their uniforms were different. And then that became a story on Sunday into Monday and now into Tuesday at the time that we are recording this for a podcast that will come out on Wednesday. And so the first thing that I thought of is now that this is a national news story, those players should have to answer for their decision. Is that the Tampa I was afraid that the Tampa Bay Rays would protect those players and not force them to answer questions or make statements on behalf of their decision is that they would be able to have their cake and eat it. They'd make the decision that we are not going to wear the pride flag on our logo, or we're not going to wear the pride logo. We're not going to wear rainbow colored uniforms. We're just going to push that to the, we're we're going to cite faith and plead ignorance. And we're also not going to have to answer for our decision. And then lo and behold, it came out that we know the five players who didn't wear the uniforms because of course they were at the game wearing uniforms and it was and they did kind of answer after the game for it so the names of the five players for the Tampa Bay Rays they're all pitchers named Jason Adam Jalen Beeks Brooks Raley uh Jeffrey Springs and Ryan Thompson 
Those are the five pitchers who chose to not wear the Pride uniforms. And they did have Jason Adam, who's one of the pitchers, speak uh, on behalf by, or according to the Tampa Bay Times, which is where this was first reported, I'm just going to direct quote this. Adam was chosen by team officials to speak for the players who opted out, said it was primarily a matter of religious belief and not wanting to encourage the quote-unquote behavior of those in the LGBTQ plus community. Quote, a lot of it comes down to faith, to like a faith-based decision, Adam said. So it's a hard decision. Because ultimately, we all said what we want is them to know that we are that that all are welcomed and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe not to look not that they look down on anybody or think differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside the confines of marriage. It's no different. It's not judgmental. It's not looking down. It's just what we believe the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live for our good, not to withhold. But again, we love these men and women, we care about them, and we want them to feel safe and welcome here. Ray's officials would have preferred full participation, but allow, also felt it was somewhat important to give players and staff the choice, viewing it somewhat semantically as an opt-in exercise, which we'll talk more about that later, but I just wanted to direct quote uh, Jason Adam first and foremost here. Also, Ryan Thompson, who's one of the other relievers, went on the radio and responded as well, or I guess he went on the NBC uh, TV station and talked about how Quote, I cast no judgment. I cast no condemnation. I only called. I only feel called to share my faith, which is the most important thing in my life, he said. I respect everyone's free will to live their lives however they choose and can promise to treat nobody any different based upon their lifestyle. So I wanted to bring those points up as well because I originally thought that they weren't going to have players speak on behalf of their decisions to not wear those uniforms. And fortunately, we did get the statement and we got them putting forth their ignorance and standing behind that point. So in that regard, we have, again, going back to the very first point, this is ignorance because making a statement based on wearing, based deciding not to wear the logo and not showing your support based on faith and lifestyle choices is a point of ignorance because it puts LGBTQIA people in a box that this is a choice, that they can choose to be quote-unquote normal, as Jason Adam and Ryan Thompson might describe it, or other people who are prone to Christian conservative culture might describe it. They can choose to be normal, or they can choose a different lifestyle. I'm putting those in air quotes. And they choose not to, and therefore they are going against Jesus, and they are going against what is right and behavior that is not condoned. That is a place of ignorance. They went up and spoke their ignorance after the fact, which at a certain point, ignorance is something that we've just come to accept because enough people believe this to be so, and there's enough propaganda around this point as a mean, and part of it is, you know, lack of education on what people in the LGBTQIA community experience when their rights are actively being denied or when people point to them and say lifestyle choices and view them as less than human because of those lifestyle choices or at least less than people who act look and think similar to them 
that plays on forward. It, all the point still stands. They put their ignorance out there, and I'm glad that someone answered for it. Two, I mean, they said Adam responded on behalf of all five of them, and then we got to hear Thompson himself talk about it. That we can infer that that is a statement on behalf of all of them, and Adam is is chosen as the leader to make that call, and then Ryan Thompson also goes on the air. So when it comes to talking about homophobia, racism, misogyny, anti-religion, anti-disability, I always articulate, and this is a newer thing, I learned this last year, and it's a really great point that I carry with me, I articulate that the bare minimum you have to do, you could do less, you could be worse than this, but the bare minimum we all have to do is not be antagonistic towards subjugated groups. You don't have to be an ally. You don't have to be actively working to help subjugated groups or people in the quote-unquote minority in America. Because I say quote-unquote, but women make up a larger percentage of the population than men. They've just been denied resources, and so there's an unequal, unequal treatment of men and women across hundreds of years. And when you have, you don't have to be someone active, ac- advocating for the minority standpoint if you're in the majority. At the bare minimum, you have to not be antagonistic. And I learned this with the WNBA. I was listening to Kate Fagan and a couple people talk about this before. When people made comments about the, the diminished style of play in the WNBA or the fact that WNBA players can't dunk or every thing about how WNBA players only make this much money compared to NBA players. Every comment like that is being actively antagonistic towards a league that's working to try and close the gap of the head start that men's sports have had over women's sports across 80 plus years. Because again, the NFL is 100 years old, the NBA is 75 years old. Women were not allowed to form professional sports leagues until the 1990s. Men's sports, in England, it was literally illegal for women to play sports after 1930 because during World War I and World War II, there was fear that women's sports would become more popular than men's sports. And so the men's sports leagues lobbied Congress to ban women's sports in England until the 1980s. So you're talking about an 80-year head start for men's sports. Of course, men's sports leagues are going to be larger than women's sports leagues when you're giving them that much of a head start into the lexicon, combined with the fact that sports were at their peak popularity during the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And so I learned with the WNBA, if you're gonna not care, at least don't be antagonistic. That's the bare minimum is you should not be antagonistic. It, when it comes to eliminating hate crimes and denying groups' rights, exterminating people, actively committing genocide against a group of people, we're never going to get rid of all of those in our society. We can do small things like ban guns to help improve those numbers and make it harder for people to commit hate crimes. We can achieve so much progress just not being antagonistic. In my lifetime, we will achieve so much progress of just not being antagonistic towards other groups. If someone's doing something different, don't be antagonistic. Don't actively make it harder for people to achieve rights. 
it would it, there's just anyways that's a whole point around there so what i wanted to talk about there is don't be antagonistic and initially i think the tampa bay players didn't think they were actively being antagonistic i think that they thought they could have their cake and eat it and not have this be a story that goes national and talking about faith Versus the right to to not wear a certain uniform. And all of this comes down to freedoms and rights and all that stuff. And I'd argue that if it's a freedom to actively deny the rights of LGBTQIA plus people, I don't want that freedom. Anyways, when it comes down to the raised players, they tried to quietly make these statements without being antagonistic. They wanted to not wear pride symbols. They accepted the consequences of their decisions. And part of that consequence is you are going to have to answer on a national stage for your decision to not wear pride flags and you were going to have to either apologize because you didn't think that this would become a larger story or you would put your ignorance forth in front of us and and have us just say okay there's your ignorance maybe you learn more from the situation maybe you don't maybe you've decided that like ryan thompson said faith is the most important thing in your life where i'd argue that faith being the most important thing of your life should not come at the subjugation of actual human beings. But that's another conversation about organized religion and talking about the rights of people that we can dive into later. People can ask questions and all that stuff. But like, if you're going to decide faith above all else, and if faith says, if faith says to actively deny the rights of LGBTQIA plus people or pretend that those people don't exist. Okay, fair enough. Now, what does this have to do down to the barest level of a pride symbol it is actively doing more harm than good as a result of what the tampa bay rays were trying to gesture and what ended up being the end result of this situation because the gesture itself was we're just going to wear a, a pride colored uniform and make a corporate statement and what we've turned this into is a cultural war i mean i hate the term culture war a cultural battle over the right to subjugate people under the guise of faith and ignorance and there's a really interesting social experiment that i thought of while i was thinking about okay so now i know the players answered for it we know who all the players are and in my mind i started to think i'm guessing all of these players are white we can assume that most of these players are in the quote-unquote majority. And what is the majority? White, straight, cisgender, Christian, male. That is the majority in America because those are the people who have held the power across hundreds of years going back to the... If you just commit a quick little genocide of the Native American people, then all of a sudden those are the people who have been in power across 500 years. White, straight, cisgender christian males okay so as far as we know there are no actively out players in major league baseball there are gay players in major league baseball we just don't know who they are because they aren't out so statistically there has to be gay players in major league baseball maybe baseball culture has made it so toxic for gay players to grow up through the ranks even if they're in the closet that you know, maybe there are none, but there's definitely in football, there's dozens of them in basketball. There's dozen, there's a dozen or so of them. We just don't know about them because they are still in the closet and don't feel empowered to be their truest versions of themselves in baseball. As far as we know, 
there are no out gay players in baseball. Okay. So statistically, these players are all straight. Statistically, all these players are male. Baseball is all male. And they're citing faith, which we assume means Christian, Catholic, whatever it might be, but it's just some form of organized religion. Because again, most of the big organized religions cite faith to deny the rights of LGBTQ plus people. Judaism did it a lot back in the 1920s and then in the 50s and 60s. There's a whole history behind it that we're not going to go into, but still most organized religions subjugate LGBTQIA plus people. Okay, so let's operate under the assumption that all of these players are male, all of these players are cisgender, all of these players are straight, and all of these players are some form of organized religion. You know, when, when we talk about faith, our defaults assume Christian Catholic, but it could be any form of organized religion. So the next step that I pointed to is, are all of these players also white? And not all of the data was available because 23andMe tests aren't actively available. And if this is a Mike McDaniel situation, I apologize on the front end. Jason Adam is a white pitcher from Overland Park, Kansas. Jalen Beeks, white American player, white American pitcher from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Brooks Raley, white pitcher from Uvalde, Texas. We've heard about Uvalde, Texas in the news recently. Ryan Thompson, white pitcher from Oregon, who played college baseball at North Carolina at Campbell University. White male pitcher, again, and Jeffrey Springs, white male pitcher from North Carolina. So this is an interesting point about how we have groups of people that point to quote-unquote faith, is that when you put white, straight, cisgender, male, religious, let's say Christian, but I say Christian usually, but white, straight, male, religious, cisgender people, when you put them together of people who act, look, and think similar to each other, come from similar backgrounds, you can create a culture without taking into account the viewpoints of other people. And them being the five people who, by the way, are all in the same bullpen, all of them are all part of the same pitching staff. I assume that they spend most of their time together when they are in the clubhouse because there's only about 13 to 14 pitchers and they happen to find the five that are all white, straight, cisgender, Christian, male. Again, Christian could be organized religion. I'm assuming most of them are some form of Christianity. And you have a groupthink situation where the culture, and this is again Christian conservative culture on down the line, because baseball is a more conservative culture than even football and basketball. And those sports have a conservative culture. They're just more black. And so you have different viewpoints than, say, baseball, which is predominantly white and Latino, but Latino, not necessarily American Latino. It's Latin American from actual Latin America. And sometimes there's a language barrier, and sometimes there's not a language barrier, but there's a cultural divide because you live in different countries. All of that to say, baseball in this groupthink situation, predominantly white players from similar backgrounds. And those being the five players that decided that 
their faith or religion was the point that they were going to stand on to deny the rights of LGBTQI plus people is perpetuating the same problems that have existed for generations. Because up until, I mean, with a brief stop during Reconstruction, but like up until the 1960s, there were no rights for people who were not white, straight, cisgender, male Christians. And that's only 65 years ago. America, this is a great point that got brought up one time, America was not a democracy until 1965. You could argue that America is still not a democracy as the Voting Rights Act of 1965 has been gutted over the last decade and new st- and uh, states similar to where these five white baseball players have come from have passed voting restriction rights across the board and all that stuff. Like At the bare minimum, America has not been a democracy for 65 years, or at the bare minimum, America has only been a democracy for 65 years. At worst, America was never a true democracy and is still not a true democracy. And this is how you subjugate people who don't have power. Because LGBTQIA people have been denied power and denied rights across the entire history of America and across the history of the world as long as organized religion and people who are heterosexual have been in power and the emphasis of the nuclear family and all that stuff over the last 150 plus years. When it comes to these players, this is how groupthink perpetuates on a larger scale. This is just a great social example of these five players who are all presumably white, straight, Christian, male uh, what, what's the one I'm missing? White, straight, cisgender, Christian males. And this perpetuates across generations and generations because those people in power pass that on to the next generation and they pass it on to the next generation after that. And if you remain in this group, think power and those people have, those people have accumulated wealth and power, you can create your own think tank situation where those five people operate in a world where they feel like they can decide, Hey, we just don't support LGBTQIA plus people. And that's how some of that stuff perpetuates over generations and generations. And so what that led me to think about within this point about the fundamental ignorance and groupthink situation and subjugating LGBTQ plus people. Because in the grand scheme of things, what should have happened is the Tampa Bay Rays, if you're going to do pride flag logo, and maybe they correct this the next time, if you're going to do, and, and this is bringing it back to the thing they talked about where the Rays wanted it to be like a quote-unquote opt-in or opt-out situation. What the Tampa Bay Rays should have done, it says, you are required to wear this uniform on this day. You signed a contract. You are required to wear this uniform when you attend work. This is not a, a this is not affecting your rights. We are a corporation. You signed a contract. You have to wear this uniform. That's what the Rays should have done. By making it optional, they opened up the fl- They assumed... And, and, you know, rightfully or wrongly, they assumed that everyone would be on board with wearing it. And by the way, 80% of people were on board with wearing the pride uniforms. When you had the, the thing the Rays didn't account for was they had a group think, they had a group think quadrant of their team that all come from similar backgrounds and similar experiences. They look, act, think and behave similar to one another and those five players 
decided that they were, you know, you're giving them the option to opt out. Well, we'll just decide to opt out because we don't think that we should have to wear this and you're giving us the option to opt out. So we're going to choose to anyways. So I guess we'll talk about this before we talk about the bigger picture issue is in hindsight, the Tampa Bay Rays made a mistake. They should have made it mandatory for all the players to wear the Pride Night uniforms and next year they'll, they'll either not wear the uniforms because they're they're one of three teams that actually wear those types of uniforms during Pride Month, which again, if, if you're going to make that stand only during Pride Month, is it more to sell tickets for Pride Night? And I saw there was also a debate about the Toronto Blue Jays having drag uh, performers at the stadium and that being the idea of sexualizing LGBTQIA plus people, which was a disgusting argument, but we, that's another conversation about something that is broader to this topic. But in regards to the Tampa Bay Rays situation, the Rays made this optional to them. They opted out as an employer. The Rays have the right to make them wear the uniforms, and the Rays chose not to do that. There's not much more that can be done after the fact, given the decisions that were made beforehand. The Rays made a mistake to make the Pride jerseys optional, and the group of white pitchers chose ignorance, and then it became a bigger national story than the Rays had initially intended. At that point, you learn and you move on. There's nothing more around that story itself, but it's good to just bring that point up because it's something that does actually get lost in the cause, especially when you aren't someone talking a lot about LGBTQIA plus rights, and this is only something that comes up in your lexicon because you live in a place or you live in a culture or you, you're susceptible to the type of information or news feed that pretends that LGBTQIA people don't exist, except when LGBTQIA people are making a fuss, and then you want to continue to deny their rights. So it's not like we're actually talking about real fundamental issues of LGBT, LGBTQIA plus people, their denial of rights, and their acceptance within society. We're talking about a burst logo that has rainbows on it during a pride night at a Tampa Bay Rays game that I can't tell you the final score of the game that happened. All it was was the Rays should have made it mandatory and that was a mistake on their part. They gave players the option to opt out, hoping that everyone would do it. Five players opted out. They chose to go with that decision. They'll learn from their mistake. They'll make it mandatory next year, or they'll get rid of the burst logo altogether. Whatever they choose, it's fine. It's corporate. I mean, again, I'm not an LGBTQIA plus person more than I am an ally in this situation. So in that respect, I just... In that respect, I don't want to say like, oh, this isn't meaningful at all. It is a place of ignorance, it is a place of these people are doing active harm. It's not that you tried to just do the bare minimum. The bare minimum would have been to just wear the logo. But then you actively chose ignorance and actively chose to antagonize LGBTQIA plus people because now all of a sudden this is a national news story and the people from your corner are going to come out and be antagonistic to LGBTQIA plus people. And maybe you didn't think that would be something that happened. Lo and behold, you made a mistake. Hopefully you learn from it. I assume they'll not, I, I assume maybe they'll learn from it, but the lesson they'll learn is, oh, next time I just won't be antagonistic. Next time I'll do the bare minimum. Maybe that's the lesson they learn. Maybe the lesson they double down on is I'm going to continue to be antagonistic. 
Altogether, you sign a contract. The Rays can decide what uniform you wear. If it's a pride uniform for one night, you have to wear the pride uniform. It's a pride uniform every night. You wear it as long as you're willing to sign the contract to play for that team. Next year, Rays, just make it mandatory. Okay, that's the lesson you learn from that. It's not actually talking about real fundamental issues of LGBTQIA plus acceptance and the denial of rights. We're not talking about creating a culture in which the gay players in, and transgender players in Major League Baseball feel comfortable enough to, to, to come out and talk about their sexuality or talk about being asexual or talk about being anywhere in the LGBTQIA plus community. We're not talking about creating that type of culture within Major League Baseball. We're not talking about suicide rates of LGBTQIA plus youth. We're not talking about youth homelessness for LGBTQIA plus people because even though it's less so than ever before, families are still throwing out children who come out as gay or bisexual or lesbian or queer or asexual or transgender to their parents. This is still a part of Christian conservative culture. It's fading from the culture. It just change happens slower than where we are right now in our society. So we're not talking about youth homelessness rates for LGBTQIA plus people. We're not talking about don't say gay legislation in Florida. We're not talking about laws that LGBTQIA plus people can't get married because the next Supreme Court decision after abortion gets passed through is undoing gay marriage laws. Leave it up to the states to decide whether gay marriage should be legalized or not and accepted by the state. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about uh, the fact that in 2019 it was made law that LGBTQIA plus people can be denied medical care. Doctors and EMTs can deny LGBTQIA plus people medical service if they deem that it is part of quote unquote faith or if they deem that it's part of Jesus Christ law that will allow these people to suffer or allow these people to die. Um, and we could go further to hate crimes and murder rates among LGBTQIA plus youth. We could talk about all these actual issues that matter more than this Pride Night logo thing because ultimately what that is is the Rays made a mistake, those players chose ignorance, those players were willing to defend ignorance, there's not much else we can do at that point. We'll learn from our mistakes, we'll do better next time. These issues are fundamentally not addressed and because they're not addressed and because uh, in Christian conservative culture, which was enough to get Donald Trump elected over culture war bullshit, like you find a segment of the population that actively wants to deny the rights of LGBTQIA plus people. And those are the issues that stories like the Tampa Bay Rays players declining to wear pride logos can actually start inciting conversation about. And maybe we're just going to skip past that again. We could keep. We could talk about the fact that suicide during the COVID nineteen pandemic, suicide rates among LGBTQIA plus youth have gone up. And again, I I don't want to just throw reckless stats out here because I'm not going to be able to cite everything that we detailed during this talk. And and we could talk more about the don't say gay bill or the fact that Florida wants to make it such that uh, LGBTQIA plus teachers are not allowed to be employed at public schools. And we could go on down the list of denying the rights of people in these states so that they go back into the closet and have to pretend that they're someone who they're not because it makes other people feel more comfortable about the society that they have and what, quote unquote, Jesus Christ or whoever you worship wants you to believe in that respect. 
this is fundamental issues that we could start to address. And I, I like to think of myself as an ally in this situation. It's one of these issues that I feel is incredibly, incredibly important that I would be willing to sacrifice. I would be willing to put LGBTQIA plus people in positions of power instead of continuing to enable white, straight, cisgender males into positions of power. This is something that matters a lot to me in that respect. And so we could talk about real fundamental issues or we could make it a debate about whether this is a faith versus wearing a pride logo thing because it is complete ignorance in this situation. We've talked about that enough. Maybe we talk about deeper issues around this stuff. Maybe we don't. Maybe we move on further as a society from this point. It just gives us another opportunity to talk about fundamental ignorance of the fact i mean at the very least we can talk about the fact that the fundamental ignorance to the fact of being gay or lesbian or bisexual or queer or transgender or asexual these are these are not lifestyle choices but we have to keep yelling at it over and over again because people get further entrenched into their camp because Christian conservative culture perpetuated by propaganda on Fox, on Fox News and content, just general Christian conservative culture, which, you know, 43% of Americans identify as conservative, many of them white, many of them, I mean, a good percentage of them white, but most of the, a good percentage of them white and a good percentage of people coming from the places that Jason Adam and Jalen Beeks and Brooks Raley and Ryan Thompson and Jeffrey Springs come from. This is the fundamental point about this is you create groupthink when you surround yourself with people who act, look, and think similar to ever, to people like you. And sometimes groupthink, in order to perpetuate and maintain white power or maintain and perpetuate straight power, whatever it is, sometimes it means denying the rights of people who act, look, and think different than you instead of creating a culture of acceptance and inclusion that will make everyone else better. Sure, you might have to sacrifice some of your power. You'll still have a pretty damn good, powerful life. And it'll improve the opportunities for other people and create a more equitable society that's better for everyone. And... When it comes to the raised players and when it comes to these situations, it's the, these stories should be punching or should be starting points to talk about LGBTQIA plus acceptance, uh, talking about uh, making don't say gay bills illegal on the federal level, uh, make uh, talk about giving funding through the government to help create homeless shelters for LGBTQIA plus youth, which by the way, already exist on a private level, especially in states where it's legal to do so. Make it a mandate that states have to, if they're going to receive government funding, have to create LGBTQIA plus resources for not just homeless people, but suicide prevention hotlines and things of those sorts. We could start talking about those things and actually trying to instigate change, or it could just be a culture war point, because culture war point is easy. Of course, talking about this Rays thing is easy. It's one simple point. The Tampa Bay Rays made it optional. That was a mistake. The five pitchers on the Tampa Bay Rays chose to not wear the pride uniforms. That was ignorance. Those players had to answer for it. There's nothing more I can ask for them. If you choose ignorance and you answer for it and put it out there for everyone to hear, okay, cool. There's nothing more I can do around that. How do we improve that next time? Tampa Bay Rays make the pride uniforms mandatory, but that goes against their freedoms. You signed a contract. They can make you wear pride uniforms every goddamn night if they want to because you signed a contract. And if that's a deal breaker, you can rip up your contract and go play somewhere else. This is 
the fundamental answer to that question. This is the easy answer to that question. It's so easy to figure that out. The other alternative is, Rays, just get rid of the Pride logos next year. Whatever they choose to do. I hope they choose to just make it mandatory. Because as much as I don't like corporate, <laughs> corporate justice, it's better than nothing. It's not like we have to work our way backwards and say we can't talk about these things or we can't put symbols of gay pride on our on our uniforms of baseball teams. It's better than that alternative. Neither is great because it's not actually doing anything other than selling more tickets to a baseball game. But at the very least, it's better than doing nothing or actively not putting pride uniforms on. Every team should do it the way that they do it for Jackie Robinson Day. But all of it is to say, like, it's not actually what matters. It's easy to find the answer there. What actually matters is taking this as a point to say, here's why these five players are ignorant. Here's the group think that these five players are susceptible to because two of them come from North Carolina. One comes from Oregon. One comes from Texas. One comes from Kansas. One comes from Arkansas. They're all white players. They're all white, straight, males, cisgender we believe and believe in some sort of faith those are the people who have held power in america for years and their weight that they've been taught to maintain and uphold their power is to deny the rights of people who look act and think differently sometimes under the guise of faith that's a broader conversation that's more important to talk about and then we can take it a step further to say here's why that's ignorance Okay, here's the bare minimum you do. Don't be antagonistic. Bare minimum. If you want to do more, then we can start talking about suicide rates of LGBTQIA plus youth. We can talk about don't say gay bills. We can talk about LGBTQIA plus homelessness. Then we can talk about uh, gay marriage laws. And then we can talk about being denied medical care, which that fortunately got overturned under, under the Biden administration. But for a while, you could again deny medical service to lgbtqia plus people could talk about the process we could talk about transgender youth in sports because that's a hot button topic now apparently we could talk about the transitioning process and making transgender therapy mandatory under medicare and, and many health insurance protections in america we can talk about all of that stuff as like here's what you can do beyond the bare minimum at the very least, we have to at least start with the conversation of here's the bare minimum you have to do. Here's the next step after we do the bare minimum. And by the way, like we're not even doing the bare minimum right now. If we could just get to a place where everyone's doing the bare minimum of not actively antagonizing people who look, act, think, and behave differently than them, it would make immeasurable progress. It would create immeasurable progress. And this is a step in the in the direction because you learn from your mistakes and, and hopefully act differently next time. And differently will be not to give in and say, well, they don't want to wear the uniform, so nobody can wear the uniforms. It's tough shit. You have to wear the uniform. Changes are coming. You got to tough shit. You're wearing the uniform. You signed a contract. That's the next step in the right direction. Hopefully that the Tampa Bay Rays take if they do this again next year this is the point where if we get to that point of the bare minimum okay cool maybe you don't do the bare minimum maybe you want to be actively antagonistic towards lgbtqia plus people i argue if you preach freedom so much why are you actively working to undermine the rights of a group of people a large group of people more larger than you might think because you've created a society in which people can't come out of the closet and cultures don't accept them in many states and many organizations like I, I, why would you want to actively continue denying the freedoms and rights of human beings? 
but if we just get to a point of the bare minimum and this will be a learning experience we can apply it to other situations as well we'll see what ends up happening Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We have episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, as well as Wired Up on Sundays. Make sure to download, follow, leave a five-star review, all that good stuff. We'll have content like this coming out all throughout the next few days. Really appreciate you guys sticking with this one. This was a very, very deep piece that I wanted to talk about, and it really helps me lay out my thoughts and being an ally and, and actively working to try and improve the rights of LGBTQIA plus people and subjugated people as a whole. That's something I've learned as just from doing this podcast, how to find my own voice and critically think for myself. And it's helped in regards other than just sports, because learning to be my own critical thinker in sports has helped me be a critical thinker outside of sports. So I appreciate all of your guys' support. Take it easy, everybody. And uh, comment your thoughts as well if you want to DM me on socials or just write it in the comment section of this podcast. Anything like that would be appreciated. I'd love to hear from you guys on this topic because this is one that was well concocted and took hours of preparation and stuff like that. I forgot to mention if you want to um, see the quotes that we used and, and data that we used here, uh, there's two stories from the Tampa Bay Times and NBC News that we uh, found the quotes from and all that stuff. It's going to be linked in the description to this episode if you want to read more about this story. I feel like we did a depth piece on this, but if you want to hear more about the story, check it out there. Uh, And with that being said, take it easy, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.